Hey there, I'm Christine. And I'm Stephanie. And welcome to the Incremental Steps podcast. We're a couple of smart, curious women trying to strike a balance between career, family, and self-care while striving to leave the planet better off than the way we found it. We're learning that we can't do it alone, like most things. We need each other, all of us. So every couple of weeks, we're going to check in for support in these difficult times and challenge each other to find new ways to leave a lighter footprint. Hey, Stephanie. Hey, Christine. How you doing? Is that your answer? Um, yes, I am actually, I'm, I'm pretty good today. I'm a little, I had to ask somebody what day it was. I'm a week behind on the official date today. Um, oh, you mean you had the date? Yeah. Like I knew it was a Monday, but I had no idea. <laughs> well, the Monday things what I have a hard time with. Mm. Let's do some I could talk about. Okay. Uh, all right. I could talk about um, repurposing uh, an office. Mm. I could talk about my daughter's 18th birthday and um, the quarantined version of that. Quarantine everything. I could talk about gardening or the quarantine. I could talk about, you know, cleaning the house under a quarantine. Right. So um, I, could, I could talk about trauma. I could too. Um, all right. I could talk about uh, the other side of trauma. Okay. Um, I could talk about environmental issues during this pandemic. Environmental issues during the pandemic. Okay, I could talk about the new normal. I could talk about my nibblings. <laughs> okay, the babies. Um, okay, I could talk about really missing Korean food. I could talk about the Reimagine Online Festival and the work that I'm contemplating around that. Okay. I could talk about uh, starting a business. I could talk about trying to help my daughter pick a college in the midst of such uncertainty. Yeah, I could talk about um, wondering how I'm going to pay for college and right all this uncertainty. Right there with you. <laughs> We got a lot to talk about today, don't we? Are you drinking um, ice so much and lemon? I'm drinking water with some ginger in it. Oh, look at you. Yeah, well, you know, me with the herbs. I know. I'm drinking English breakfast tea with raw honey. Um. <laughs> Fancy. <laughs> no, it's my day. Like, one cup's fine. I think this is cup three for today. So, I'm like... Oh, really? Yeah. See, I can't have caffeine this late in the day. We're, we're recording and it's like six o'clock at night. If I drink any caffeine now, I'm up all night. Well, that's the thing. I mean, that is one of the positives about having an ADD brain. Like, caffeine calms us down and I can drink caffeine and go to sleep. Like, it is one of those things. I've, and that may change as I get older, but like, it's one of those things... Caffeine is actually something that's really like, ooh, for me. You know, back so caffeine I, is your Adderall. Yeah, it's self-medicating, okay. absolutely. So when, uh, back in college, when I started on my 
health and wellness path and kind of like a consciousness path, I mm -hmm. went off caffeine because, you know, that was things to do. You were supposed to be a vegetarian or a vegan and go off caffeine and go completely Absolutely. herbal. And I was a complete and absolute mess. And I can't remember whether it was my therapist or whether it was my naturopath or maybe the combination of both of them that was like, yeah, going off caffeine is not a really the best choice for you. Like the way your brain works. <laughs> Wow. I guess if I didn't ever have to get anything done and I could just be in the clouds all day, that it'd be fine. But that's really not how life is. So, yeah. So well, it's really good then that you're drinking tea instead of coffee because if you have to have the caffeine to function, um, you really don't need all the other alkaloids that are in coffee. Right. You know so my joke about that, right? Putting you, my herbalist hat on. You, you know my, you've known me long enough to know this joke that I tell, right? Uh, there's two things in there's two things in college that I drank too much of and can't ever have again, and that's tequila and coffee. <laughs> I don't think anybody in college can say that. The well, that went to college in Texas, right? The reality is, is I had my gallbladder out, and uh, neither one of those things uh, I tolerated well afterwards. But I am actually oh. back to tequila if it's a high shelf um, tequila. And mine, it actually naturopath approved, which is funny. It's one of the few things that my, my body likes in regards to alcohol. So interesting. Yeah. So it's funny. Okay. That's not one of the things we could talk about. <laughs> I know, but it's a good sign. Very off topic. <laughs> <laughs> we are descending into madness. I love it. Well, let's talk about that, right? Um, so I said I could talk about trauma, but really what I want to talk about is trauma response. Because a lot of my clients, a lot of my friends right now, even myself, I'm noticing, you know, I, I said the other day, I said, I don't know what I did this week. I can tell you that I did things, but I feel like I'm disassociating and kind of out of my body, which is very definitely a trauma response. So um, you and I were talking a little bit before the podcast and you said, what did you say to me? You said, define trauma. Yeah, I, well, because <laughs> because I'm an unpaid client of yours. I get a lot of free advice. <laughs> and I had talked to you yesterday and said sort of that same thing, that like I can't focus. I feel really out of control. I just want to be, you know, I want to have some sense of order in my life. I just don't feel like I can get a handle on it. And you said that that was a trauma response to be that unfocused. Right. And um, that... Uh, we're all in a trauma situation and that I needed to be really patient and kind with myself. And it was, yeah. it was very calming to just hear that, just hearing the, okay, yeah. this is normal for what I'm in. This is expected. It's okay. I can just breathe and kind of move through this. It will get better. So, um, and, then, yeah. and then today I had a friend that I talked to and she said the same thing. And I was like, here's the, here's the thing. So, <laughs> well, uh, and it's so true because, you know, according to the American Psychological Association, I'm going to pull out a definition here for us. Um, trauma is an emotional response to a terrible event, like an accident. A lot of times people think about rape when they think about trauma response or a natural disaster. Immediately after the event, shock and denial are typical, which is part of grief and loss, right? According to Kubler-Ross. Mm -hmm. And longer term reactions include unpredictable emotions, 
flashback, strained relationships, and even physical symptoms like headache or nausea. So then you get into the whole, is it a trauma response or is it the COVID, right? Because the CDC just came out that headaches can be a symptom of, <laughs> I've been doing that dance in my head because uh, the pollen this year is off the charts in Georgia. And so, well, yeah, it's I think like, everybody in Georgia who has <laughs> anything wrong is, is worried now that they have COVID, but it's really just that it's a lot of pollen. I think that's right? There's a lot. So they didn't, it didn't talk about, okay, so the physical manifestation, the emotional response, I guess, like, like, I don't remember my son had a trauma thing and for months afterward, he would chew on his sleeve. There's like a physical emotional response too. So absolutely. I mean, trauma responses vary as much as people vary, right? So what I've been noticing is a lot of my friends and colleagues, some are like working overtime. That's their response to deal with anxiety and uncertainty. They are, man, they are controlling it as much as they can control it. They're putting out content, they're working, they're, you know, you call them and they're like, I'm working. And then the opposite is some people are really underperforming and not able to get off the couch and Netflix or they're sleeping a lot more. And they're, um, yeah. So, and it doesn't tend to be a lot of balance right now. It kind of tends to be either or. And maybe there are some people out there that are really doing a good job of balancing it. And I don't know them at the moment. <laughs> okay, well, I feel like, okay, so, so taking your advice yesterday and then approaching today, I was like, okay, it's a Monday. It's the start of a work week. Mm -hmm. And this is my new normal. This is, right. This is not just my quarantine. This is not sheltering in place for me. This is my life now. I'm going to be working at home. I'm going to be doing freelancing because, hey, whoever's out there, I got fired for sheltering in place. Woo! Right? Um, talked about that last podcast, and she got fired by text, but that's a whole nother episode and a whole nother story, and it has a lot right. more passwords in it. <laughs> yeah. Oh. Um, it's fine. You know what? It all worked out for the best possible situation. I'm in the best position for unemployment. It's all good. I'm, but, um, and we believe I told time. myself, yeah, I told myself, okay, this is, yeah. So my challenge last week was to, um, to, to have some self-care. And for me, that was going to be mostly scheduling, like, like trying to get back on a normal schedule. And I was really inconsistent with it. I just couldn't pull it together any kind of, um, predictable way. So today I was like, okay, I'm gonna, I'm gonna get up and I'm gonna, I'm gonna stretch and then I'm gonna walk. I'm gonna start getting back into a routine of walking because I know I feel better when I've yep. done that. I know I feel clearer. I, I, I physically am better. I'm in a better headspace to do things. And today's been pretty good. Like, okay, so let's stop and celebrate that, right? I want to yeah. celebrate two things about that. I want to celebrate the fact that you took the time to check in with what works for you you know walking works for you and then you implemented that like that was an incremental step for you and for your self-care that's awesome yeah. right and it's different for everybody but yeah you feel better when you walk right yeah i do i and i don't mean like you know like yeah i'm healthier i mean like yeah it just it, my overall emotional well-being is better if i have that kind of like some kind of movement some kind of exercise me too i'm a i'm a mover and I have not been moving as much as I usually do um, before all this happened. 
And I've got to start upping that because for me, I can go a day or two without some pretty hardcore movement. And then all systems start to break down. Like it's same. I've really been noticing inflammation lately too. Like my joints are all screwy and uh, yeah. So if I, if I don't, if I, when I get out of that consistent routine where I'm moving enough and where I'm doing the stretching and that kind of stuff, um, I can feel it. You know, my back starts to get out of whack. Um, I start to have the joint issues and I've got to get back on a, a diet that's a little bit less um, irritating. Because that's just compounding that trauma. It's just making the whole thing worse. Well, and that's the thing, right? A lot of times the things that have brought us comfort in the past are the things that our body has been telling us as we are in middle age. That, Cut it out. Um, hey, yeah, that ice cream with all that dairy and sugar in it. Yeah, it may feel comfortable while you're eating it, but you're going to pay for it for the next two days, right? Right. I mean, don't have it, but just have a smidge, right? Unless you're like me and you don't have that self-control. So then just don't bring it into the house. But um, it's your, like, what works for you and what doesn't work for you? Right. Um, I've realized now that we are past our 40s that um, I can either be sore because I'm not moving enough and then I have all these other compounded issues or I can be sore because I'm moving. <laughs> That's true. But um, if, you, if you do the movement and, you know, like try to stay away from the things that are going to make you more inflamed and girl, your list is a mile long. So I feel you on that. Right. It, it will help you not feel sore right when you're right. doing yeah. yeah yeah um i was laughing uh you know the is it el arajo in austin the mexican food place that always has el arroyo arroyo yeah um they actually made national news today it was on buzzfeed or something like that with all their signs i was laughing so hard I, i'm gonna post that to our social media because um, one of their signs said, my stomach is flat. The L is just silent. <laughs> <laughs> they crack me oh, up. Signs. Oh, I'm so homesick <laughs> for Texas and Mexican food now. Right? But it's probably a good thing I'm not quarantined somewhere where Mexican food is easy to get. Like, right? I just have to be really honest because that is my, Tex-Mex is my comfort food. But we are quarantined somewhere where, where Korean food is readily available, and I I can't even have that. You just haven't gone to get it, or it's not, you're not doing pickup, or? I don't know. No, yeah. not doing pickup, and trying not to spend the money, and. Well, right. We've been doing, I mean, that is one of the, it's one of the silver linings, like, because somebody said, oh, I'm not eating well, and I'm like, well, we've been eating better because I am doing a lot more home cooking. Like I'm, my Instapot is getting a workout, man. Like I had an Instapot before Instapots were cool. I just want to say that. Um, and I've always used it, <laughs> but I am Instapot like hipster, right? I am using the mess out of that thing. I love it. Of course, my crew likes like beans and stews and, you know, mine are old enough that I don't have to worry about foods touching. And um, so I've been doing a lot of that, but we did uh, do Grubhub yesterday for Sammy's birthday and we had sushi delivered. Um, so that was a treat. That was really one of the first things we've had that we did right when everything started happening. We did some pickups from some of our, our favorite local places. And um, that was, 
it was right at the beginning before I had lost most of my community work. And so once, you know, everything went away, I'm like, oh, we're reading memes. <laughs> we actually got, we got pickups tonight because we were celebrating the stimulus check finally arriving. But, um, I know. Oh, congrats. Take a deep breath. Thank you. Yeah. yeah. Um, but we just got subs and we got subs from um, the, a company that, that, talked a lot online about how hard they're working to make sure that they everything they do is safe and that's the only reason that we're eating there yeah. otherwise yeah. we wouldn't eat out at all yeah well we yeah we did our research all that dad and sammy had asked um very tentatively asked and we're like yeah we can figure that out and she was delighted and we did the you know there's food things that you can take it out of the package you know we did all that safety stuff so it was it was hopefully it was good you know <laughs> The food was good. <laughs> like, woo, yeah. We can um it was crazy this week, y'all. I went I went out this weekend once to go. I went to a um big box store for the where you order something online and you drive in and they bring it out to your car. And all you have to do is show them your ticket. Like there's not interaction, right? I was the only one doing that. The parking lot was full at almost every store I passed this weekend here in Georgia. Well, I'm, everything's open. It's nuts. It's nuts. So I, yeah, I mean, I'm not. I don't know. Yeah, I'm gonna hold off going to the tattoo parlor for a couple more weeks. <laughs> All right. <laughs> you know, <laughs> it's funny that you say that because my 18 year old, you know, is going down the list of what she gets to do now. She's 18, right? Register to vote and vote. Mm -hmm. uh, she can get a tattoo. Um, she can buy a dog without, she really can't because she would be in trouble. She still lives at home. <laughs> you know. Um, the other right. thing is she can go to the doctor without her parent, which we found out today. She had an appointment and um, had to go and she went in and they wouldn't let me go in because she's 18 and only essential people are getting in, right? And, yeah. Uh, it was hysterical, Stephanie, the texting going back and forth between us. Cause you know, was I used she to, not she was uncomfortable with it going in. Well, back. she's just having to make decisions that she usually doesn't make. She's like, what do we do? And they had her fill out some new paperwork because she's 18. <laughs> One of the texts, it was hysterical. One of the texts was, I don't like being an adult. My response was, girl. Day, I, it was day one. Take a deep breath. Yeah, I was like, hey, you just got started. <laughs> It doesn't, I mean, it gets better, but it also gets worse. So you better enjoy it now. It's pretty easy to be an adult at 18. Right. Because she could still come up to the car and get my credit card to pay for what she was like. Uh, oh, yeah. my goodness. It was, we yeah. both have 18 year old girls. Right. That's they're, a whole nother trip. That's a whole nother discussion. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's a whole other episode. Right. I could talk parenting, about parenting down during the pandemic. So, yeah, it is. And being gentle with ourselves and our kids. And so, you but don't know. you kind of, so one of the things that I've, um, I've noticed and kind of, I have gratitude for during this time is the time that I get to spend with my kids. Like they're 18 and 20 mm -hmm. and I don't have, they're both at home now going to school, but before the, the, um, the quarantine, you know, they, 
they had their own things. They worked and they had school and, you know, we saw them some, but mostly we didn't. And so, um, you know, now I, I hear people talking about, oh, kids driving crazy. And I understand if you got little guys, that's true, I'm sure. But it's been really a treat to get to spend um, undivided quality time with my kids right now. I would agree with that. I would agree with that. We just celebrated Sammy's 18th birthday. Her birthday was yesterday. And we were just having the discussion this morning. I think we did a better job than we would have done uh, before the pandemic um, because we were really conscious about it. And we did an online Zoom birthday party and she got to have conversations with her cousins in Texas. And um, we had somebody, a foreign exchange student that she knows and loves that popped in from Germany. And like, it was really, it was really special. And so the adults, you know, the grown, grown up. She's a grown up now too. Like, I gotta even change my language around all this, right? Thank you. <laughs> um, the the older family members were on for the first part, and everybody kind of jumped on and and said a little something to her and how they knew her. And then after about an hour, we got off, and then all the all the peers and cousins all stayed on and chatted for another hour. So that wow. was kind of fun. And then Sunday morning, we woke up, we have a, we have a tradition in our household with birthdays that on your birthday morning, you get whatever you want for breakfast and you get breakfast in bed. Like that's just been the tradition, everybody, since I've had kids. And so they look forward to it every year. And so you get asked a couple of days before your birthday, what do you want? And then the morning of your birthday, you get to sleep as long as you want. And then you text the family and said, Hey, I'm awake. And then the celebration commences. So we did that on her birthday morning. And usually on the tray are the cards that have come in or your birthday cards or your birthday presents. Like it's all we, it kind of, but this time we just put one card and it was the start of a scavenger hunt. And she had to hunt for all of her presents in her Uh card. It's like Easter and birthday. Right? It was, well, she had in passing said something about that would be fun. Well, so couple of things this year she had said in passing she'd never had a surprise party she did not expect this one at all she thought I was on a zoom work meeting and I was like hey I need you to come in here and look at something and like it took her a second to figure out what was going on (laughs) and then uh then she had mentioned in passing about a scavenger hunt's always fun and so I was like oh yeah that's totally what we'll do you know because we've got a big enough yard to do it so I ran her all over this place looking for stuff (laughs) and then we um you know, we watched a movie as a family. So not taking that stuff for granted, because you're right. You know, I've got an 18 year old and a 22 year old. And we were all in different directions before this started with work and school. And, and it's, yeah, it's nice um, to have this before because you know, I've been grieving for a year. Um, I, I told you, had I picked up when we recorded last week, had I picked up the cap and gown through the drive through? I can't remember. I don't remember either. Well, I picked up the cap and gown through the drive-thru, you know, no rolling down your windows, open the trunk, they put it in the back, and then I just bawled all the way home. And I, I apologize to Sammy, because, you know, I believe in having your emotions, but I'm also a parent that doesn't emote a lot. Like, I don't try to put my emotions on my kids, so I was like, I'm so sorry. Right, And right. she was like, oh, it's okay, Mom, I've been crying for a month, it's your turn, you know? Oh, <laughs> I was like, oh. Um, and I think for her, she was actually, it was a little better because she had something tangible. Like she had her cap and gown. Yeah. She had her. 
And so we played with that this weekend. We took pictures on her birthday with her in a cap and gown because we've got to submit those for the virtual graduation. And, <laughs> virtual um, graduation. I know, right? So, you get to virtually tap out now and then at a virtual I don't know. Graduation. I don't even know if I have to show up. I don't know how this works. I'm about okay. to find out. So we're just taking it one step at a time, right? Yeah. And, um, this week I've got to, I'm going to write senior letters for all my Girl Scouts because I've had a Girl Scout group <gasps> since they were in third grade. So the senior got, letters, right? I've got about eighteen, and I'm behind because you know traditionally if they were still in school they would have gotten them Friday, but um, they didn't call for them because um, last week was senior week and they did you know theme days and stuff like that. Oh yeah, I guess it is. It doesn't seem that. It feels like I have no so sense early. of an academic calendar right now. Well, we've still got four weeks, I think, because they don't graduate until May 20th. So it seems early to me, but I don't know. Yeah, but they don't really go to school that last anyway. Um, yeah. So that's what I'm that's what I'm going to be working on this week is doing all their senior letters. And um, I ordered them uh, cords for Girl Scouts. Um, I didn't even know that was a thing. And I I didn't know yeah. either. Isn't that fun? So I got them these green and gold cords. So I'm going to write them all a letter and then go drop it off social distance style at their doorstep. Um, and yeah. That's so cool. Yeah. I mean, sucks that it's all having to be at a distance, but it's right. They get a cord for that. Right. Um, so it'll be interesting, but yes, I'm with you about grief and gratitude over some of this stuff, you know, that, that, and that's one of the things about when we're in the midst of this worldwide trauma and there's so much grief and loss around us, because that's what we're really talking about, right? We're talking yeah. about grief and loss. We're talking about missing people. We're talking about people dying. We're talking about losing jobs, losing income, you know, this is our serious losses and they were unexpected. And then they're also compounded a lot of times. Like it's one thing on top of another, like for our seniors, you know, they didn't get to do their senior performances. They didn't get to go to prom. They didn't get to do a graduation. They didn't get to see their friends, you know, boom, 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 boom. So real, and also, we want to be careful not to compare them to other people because, you know, when you read the news or when I read my Facebook feed and I'm hearing of friends who've lost five family members, um, you know, you want to be, you want to be careful about that, about not thinking, oh, my loss isn't that big. Um, it's different. It doesn't have to mean it's not, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, if it's if it's a big to you, it's still a significant loss, even if it's in the grand scheme of things, maybe not the biggest thing in the world. It's okay to have your loss be less significant. Yeah, absolutely. And our kids too, you know, to acknowledge it. It doesn't what we want to avoid is getting stuck there, right? That's when it becomes a problem. It's okay to acknowledge it, have our feelings about it. And some days are going to be better than others, right? Some days we're going to be like, whoop, whoop, I'm on it. We're going to wake up, we're going to hit our schedule. Right we're going to do it and we're going to be like, okay. And what I know from years of doing this is when you have a day like that, go for it. Just lean into that day. And if you have the opposite day where you you can't focus or, you know, there's different tools you can do. You can reach out for a friend and ask for help. You can ask somebody to ground you. You can, you can just write down what are the very minimal things that I have to do today and do those. And if you can take a day off, take a day off, you know, not to avoid the situation, but if you're really feeling that crummy, I mean, we think about it when we have grief and loss before these times, 
when somebody would die or something would happen, we'd take three or five days off, right? Because that's part of the process. Well, I mean, I don't know. That's that's a position of privilege. pretty significant privilege. Absolutely. Yeah, it is. I mean, it I is. definitely worked at companies before where um, they're like, you can have a day off to bury your family member. Ugh. I have to but not your but not your husband's family's thing like I, I it really depends and um and a lot of people don't have that privilege now I don't have the ability to just say like I'm yeah. drowning I have to I have to stop for a day or two they they have to keep going regardless so you're absolutely right yeah, if you can do it um definitely give yourself that help that care and I guess if you can't do it that day like make sure that when you do have the time to do it, that you take the time to do it. That you take the time to slow down, you take the time yeah. to... Well, or, and it may not even be slowing down. It may be like little things that you can do while you're doing other things. Like it may be like remembering to take deep breaths. You know, that's one of my core self-care practices that is so simple that I've talked to people that they go, I forget to breathe or I breathe really shallow or I, but really taking a moment and like setting a timer for a minute and just breathing deeply and being present with yourself or checking in with yourself and noticing what feels good in your body today and what doesn't feel quite so good, you know? This is what I always tell people when I'm doing um, a meditation uh, workshop or whatever, that, that it's better to do anything than to do nothing at all. Absolutely. If you can take five minutes, it, it may not sound like a lot of time, but if you can just sit and be present and just yeah. check in with yourself, just set the timer and do it for five minutes even, it makes such a difference in how you set yourself up for the day. I totally agree with you. I love, there's a couple of free, there's a lot of free apps out there right now, but I love Insight Timer, I-N-S-I-G-H-T Timer, and I like Calm, C-A-L-M, and they both have free meditations, uh, guided or just music. And they both have timers on them also that you can do a minute, five, 15, whatever you want to do. Um, but you're absolutely right. Even one minute. Like if you don't have the luxury of taking a day, take a minute, you know? So. Yeah. That's good to notice. That's, that's yeah. yeah. Absolutely. Well, let's talk about some environmental stuff around this. Okay. Okay. I was, um, I mean, what just popped up for me, this wasn't what I was thinking about talking about, but I was thinking about the trauma response in, in regards to the environment in ourselves, because I'm thinking about these storms that have been coming through, right? That mm -hmm. hit Texas and Mississippi and some have hit Georgia. We've had spring tornadoes and um, thinking about like trauma on top of trauma there, holy cow. But um, what I was originally going to say was talking about, um, I saw an article today about 14 inspiring new environmental books to read during the pandemic. We can post that to our Facebook page. Okay. Uh, I'm a huge reader. I don't know. I was curious as I was looking at the list, um, would I be able to read them? Because my fallback, my guilty pleasure is always... Um, uh, cheesy romance books when I, in times of stress, like I read something that I can put down. Um, and so I'm like, huh, okay, I'll have to see, check in and see. Um, I haven't read a cheesy romance book in for, I think probably the Twilight series was the last cheesy really? romance thing I read. Oh man, it's, I read every day. 
it is how I go to sleep at night. It is how I check out. It's my distraction. It has become for me a thing where if I read, I will fall asleep. So it's hard for me to read a whole book. I can, I can tool through stuff online, but I have a hard time sitting down with a physical book. Okay. Okay. I recently, you know, it is my go-to and I have to be careful, especially in these times, like not to buy books because, you know, uh, ADD, impulse control, and electronic downloading books are never a good combination. <laughs> I didn't say I don't buy books. <laughs> you just said you don't read it, right? I buy um, tons of books. <laughs> I, re, I rechecked it in the midst of my pandemic. One of my self-care things was to re-make sure my online library stuff was good so I could check out from the library and read those. So I still had the instant gratification of pulling down a book if it was available, like one that was new to me, but I'm not paying fortune. So um, yeah. Yeah. It's, yeah. this is interesting though. I'll put this list on our Facebook because there's some fun things in here. Um, number six, oh, and seven, that's interesting. A field guide to climate anxiety and facing the climate emergency. That's interesting. I'd read that. Yeah. I'd give yeah. it a go. And then there's one about how birds work and insects work. That sounds kind of cool. So, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Not sure about that. Um, <laughs> this one's kind of cool. I wish I would have thought about this. This is something that I need to come up with something. You know, they always say as art, there's, there's really nothing new out there. People are just redoing things in a different way. Number 12 is Leave Only Footprints, My Acadia to Zion Journey Through Every National Park by Connor Knighton. I think I saw, I read about this project about a year ago. So um, he did a delightful travelogue and he brought national parks and he delivered per deeply personal and revelatory take on what makes the na America's natural spaces so important. That's, That's cool. cool. I don't yeah. know if I think about that as an environmental book, but all right inspiring about the environment. I mean, I think our natural resources and our national parks, I think so for conservation and sure. sustainability. You don't think so? I just think it's more of a travel thing than it is an environmental thing. Like I expected it, I was honestly afraid it was gonna be indexy sounding titles like okay. environmental impacts of coal mm -hmm. on the West Virginia mountain signs or something like that. But those sound, those sound funner than that. So. <laughs> there's probably one or two of the other ones you know those aren't the ones i'm going to read out loud <laughs> right now the other on the opposite end of that scale not inspiring is some of the news i've been reading about coronavirus plastic waste polluting the environment because people is this are like from the ppe and stuff yes people throwing down their gloves and their masks and come on people we can do better humans Oh, I don't we know, Christine. Do Cut some people a break. <laughs> this is no. a weird time. No, no, sorry. Um, I am a. <laughs> this is well, the next place. Okay, well, here's the thing about that. Let me. Okay. Okay. If you, you do yours and I'll worker, do mine. If you're a healthcare worker and you have to wear gloves, mm -hmm. you have to. They're once you've gotten something on them, they're done. Oh yeah, but don't. No, what I was talking about is people are littering with them. Oh, they're just I'm not talking about, no, I'm talking about like that. Well, okay, so what I was going to say though is if you're just somebody out in the world, you don't need gloves. Yeah. Just stop it. Just wash your freaking hands. Yeah. Yes. 
You heard it here first, folks. Wash your freaking hands. <laughs> I saw a great meme. It was a healthcare worker that had all her personal protective gear on. And it said, um, seriously, folks, wash your hands for 20 seconds. Is it 20 seconds? Is that yeah, the 20 yeah, seconds for 20 seconds? I know it feels like forever, but remember that men think two minutes is a long time too. <laughs> <laughs> uh, nap. <laughs> no, my issue is not about them needing to use the gloves. Absolutely. Our first care, our, our, our first responders absolutely need that. Um, mine's about the litter. Like, Come on, do better, humans. Pick up after yourself. Um, yeah, 100%. All the time, anyway. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I'm a huge, not a fan of litter bugs. I almost did not date my husband. Do you know that story? No. <laughs> we were, one of our first dates was to a county fair in D.B. Texas. So it's in October. You remember the county fairs where you would go, and if you bring a Coke can, you get a certain... Um, they uh, still do that here. You can still oh. go to the county fair here in Gwinnett County with uh, oh, cool. a can. Okay. So this was in Nacogdoches, Texas, and we were walking up to the to the door, and he had an extra Coke can. So he just set it down, and he kept walking. And I stopped right there. And he turned around, and he looked at me, and he goes, what's up? And I go, I don't date litter bugs. And he was like, I was leaving it for somebody else to find. I was like, you you can leave it at the front gate. Look, you. You want to get some tequila and put it in the Coke, and then that's how we're going in to the fair. But we had it. Right. So, but he's never littered again. I can tell you that. He'll tell you he's never littered to this day. Um, because I was very clear. I don't Because you hardcore shamed him? <laughs> no, I wouldn't shame him. I just stated my boundary really clear. I don't date litter bugs. So if we're going on this date, this is this is the line right here, right? <laughs> oh my God. I'm not gonna get into a conversation with you about where that line is with me and Steve. 26 years later. It's not litter bug. <laughs> 26 years later. Um, I always say, I wrote a poem about that. Um, it was, I wrote a poem about that. And in the poem, it talks about that, about I don't date litter bugs and he's never littered again. But then in parentheses, it says, he still kind of sucks at recycling though. <laughs> <laughs> okay, well, you know, that's a growth opportunity. That's all right. <laughs> right. <laughs> you don't have to be great at it right off the bat. You just have to kind of figure it out as you go. Right, well, and they keep changing the rules on us there. Like as far as, um, you know, how they quit doing glass pickup and now our, our recycling center is closed during this. So that's a whole nother. Yeah. I've got a big pile of glass just sitting yeah. there waiting to go to waiting the, the back glass place. Oh, yep. Yeah. It's crazy. What else did we say we could talk about? Um, asking for help, uh, was one of the things I did that to this today. I, I sent out, so I'm starting my own little freelance writing business. And, um, and I've done that before, so it's, it's, it's familiar, but it's always new when you do it. So, um, I, I picked a, had a little handful of people that I thought were the most likely to be able to help me on my journey and, um, sent them a little email today and, and asked for help because 
Um, well done. That, that is, I, I honestly think that is the new normal now. Like, like if you thought you could make it on your own before, you were kidding yourself. And we all need to, we all need to be in this together all the time. Like I'm, mm -hmm. I, I feel like that's one of the positives that's kind of come out of this thing, this this idea that we're all in it together. Although, don't get me started. Right. <laughs> Hurry back to work. Um, but um, there is this this sense of, of acting together as a team for a, and a common goal and, and we need that for each other now and especially women um and especially um all of us just during this time need the um need to lean on each other and need to and need to find each other's strengths and and where we complement each other and and do things together because it's going to be it's going to be weird for a while and we're in a time where our economy is going to be changing in big ways anyway like we've been in a pretty unsustainable model for a pretty long time and um you know some of these uh i know uh yang was a little bit ahead of his time but he was talking about guaranteed income and some things like that and those are things that um are coming out of the fact that we have a model that doesn't really work Right, and it's not going to work indefinitely. There are going to be people. I feel really bad, actually, for the people who are um, the ones that are like, "Let me go back to work." Like, it's very sad to me that that is the alternative. That that these people are actively choosing. Well, I've got to feed my family. No matter what yeah. else happens, I, I will have I will have to play the odds because yeah. otherwise my family starves. Yeah, and I that's not their fault. Mm -mm. Um, nope. and that's that's a sh that's a really crappy choice to have to yep. make and and to embrace and um and the way it's being framed is so arch that you're either you know you either embrace liberty and therefore work or you embrace uh fear and therefore are cowering in your home like that's a really yeah and i don't think that's truth i think that's just just sensationalism and the way our divisiveness is painting. No, yeah, but it's the way the narrative is being framed in their world. They're right. what they're oh, doing. Absolutely. absolutely. I hear you. Yeah. Yeah. Because that's some of the work you're doing. You're tracking some of that stuff. Yes, I am. And I will tell you, it is um it takes a toll. <laughs> right. It takes a toll to hear to hear how how angry and how betrayed by the system these people feel. Mm -hmm. And to know that there's really not a good way to put forward a logical argument. They're so deep in that hole that there's no way they're going to hear anything except what's been framed for them. And everything's going to fit in that narrative no matter how what you say. Well, and I would also say, back to what we were talking about earlier, that in some ways is a trauma response. Because they are at the very bottom in survival. And they are so focused on survival that that higher level of thinking and the seeking out sources and information like you saying people like they're going to listen to how it's framed for them i think that's a nature in some ways i'm a, i'm i'm leery of saying higher thinking i mean these are it's like a self-actualization and realization when you think about maslow's hierarchy of needs right right i mean i yeah but i mean these are people who are shop owners and i mean no, they're, I'm, I'm i'm not saying any political i'm saying on all sides of the aisle like right. what happened, no i know but i mean i'm, I'm just yeah. saying they're not like 
it's not like it's um it's not like a class thing even no no yeah it's no what i'm saying is right. when we're in survival right. they're, mode they're when we're in trauma what we're looking at is food and shelter and like mm -hmm. i was talking to a friend today that had to move because she didn't have rent money and she's like i'm pretty sure my landlord isn't allowed to evict me right now but they were trying to evict me so i went ahead and moved like it's you know that's happening although like that's heartbreaking right that now. is heartbreaking it's heartbreaking and it's like but it's the truth i mean it's like what you're saying is like do people go to work and, and she still has not received her stimulus or unemployment and she worked at a very well-known very respected restaurant chain and had been one of their managers right yeah. like so it's like what and she's hustling and working and trying to get but you know her and millions of other people are and it's it's right yeah, yeah. i am so, <laughs> absolutely it's not sustainable just what you said and right um, yeah and i will say though on the plus side doing that work so i'm having to like monitor media is what i'm doing yeah, yeah. um and it's uh in alabama so it's mostly coastal stuff and it's because they're so dependent on the tourism business and all that kind of stuff and i'm sort of tracking that data um one of the interesting things though is uh that um the so the darkest there's a very dark side where it's mm -hmm. just these just these people just whipping each other up into a froth but the best part of it is um on some of the sites they talk about um how quickly the animals have come back to the beach mm -hmm. and they have like foxes and they have um just uh the turtles are about to lay their eggs all these really cool things that are happening that people are also noting are happening because no one's on the beaches interrupting things mm -hmm. so there is also that environmental component like there is definitely a um a pause in the damage we're doing i, I don't know if mm -hmm. it's fair to call it healing but um the, it doesn't take long for nature to reassert itself if we give it the opportunity to do that and that's another model that's unsustainable like we can't go on forever just right causing damage and harm and think that that's not going to be uh i mean that's the whole point of this, this podcast is that it's 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 harmful to us too if we don't put a change to it and have some some new models and this is really the opportunity for that to happen like this is the window where right. we be permanent so um i don't know it's good to notice the things that you really are glad have happened because of mm -hmm. this and and try to find a way to, to hold on to those and and make that a lasting change absolutely absolutely and you know well you may not know but it, being based in social work i'm a huge policy wonk like we have to really look at what policies need to change or be enacted um moving forward uh, as far as the environment goes and um it's important and i know that a lot of stuff that was previously put in place to protect our environment has been dismantled in the last six months to a year and especially while we're not looking while it's things happening are happening right now it's happening in yeah. the middle of all this they're still enacting on purpose. on purpose yeah yeah and so we we if if we are lovers of the environment if we want to live like i mean that's part of it i mean right. i don't need to be dramatic but it really does come down to that like we need to really start looking at this and yes what are the incremental steps we can take but what are the organizations we can support or what are the people who are writing policy 
um, how can we get behind that? And I think my challenge last week was to um, write my representatives and I did not get that done. I kind of lost a week. I'm like, I wrote them about something else. I did not write them about environmental issues. <laughs> to be fair, we normally do this podcast every two weeks. So we have to be more on the ball right? every week. Yeah. Right? Because um, you look up and you're like, whoa. Oh, snap. How'd <laughs> <laughs> that happen? Um, <laughs> I literally was like, what is today? We're almost to the end of April, like, which is nuts to me. Um, oh, I know. Right? This is the this is my month of vacation. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> Somebody, I saw something on Facebook that said, you know, what are you really looking forward to when this is over? Which I think we're being premature, even dreaming about it at this moment, especially here in Georgia. But um, I was thinking like long term, like what is something? Because you know, originally, like I turned fifty this summer, and originally one of the ideas floated before I realized oh, hey, I've got a kid graduating from high school. This really in good timing. You know, one of my original ideas was to hike the AT, which I'm so glad that I did not plan that for two years. And that is not happening. Not, not, you know what I mean? That's um, true. Yeah. If you put in all the time and effort and had the boxes made and all that stuff, you'd be so pissed right now. Right. So I think that's probably going to happen when I'm 60 is what I'm looking forward to. Um, we'll see. See, I'm doing I'm 55. I like random numbers. I don't know, maybe 55. Like, we'll see. Too. I mean, I honestly don't know how this whole thing is going to reshape, like, our families and how we do things. Like, I don't know. I'm curious. Like, I'm curious about these kiddos' job market and what's, you know, I think we're in such a place of uncertainty. Like, one of my things was I was going to wait till all my kids were launched and out of the house before I, you know, went off on a grand adventure for three months. And so now I'm kind of questioning, okay, is that even realistic in five years? Is that or, a thing? Yeah. Right? Like, well, yeah. Will the kids launch? I worry, right? I worry about that. I worry about my kids' ability to buy their own home. Yeah. It'll be, I don't, you know, I don't, I think there's so much uncertainty. I mean, we're having trouble just deciding what college to go to right now. Um, I mean, that was a tricky decision even before, but then you've got all this. Is it going to be online? Is it not going to be online? Do they live at home? Do they live on campus? How do, you know, um, right. is the four-year college experience, what needs to happen? Right? You know, all those questions that are just like, as parents and as um, kids who have had so much grief and loss this year and are expected to make these big decisions, I'm just kind of like, all right. So everybody take a deep breath and Whew. Big stuff yeah. right now. Big stuff. So. So what was your? So your challenge was to to get in touch with your legislators. Yeah, I'm. That's still on my list. I mean, I usually contact before all this. I contacted them probably every day or every other day. Um, and then it's been about once a week now that I because one of the my self care things is I am doing a media fast. I check in once a day. I look at the headlines. If there's something I need to read, I read it. But I am purposely not checking the news on a regular basis right now. I, I want to know enough to know what's going on so I can respond, but I don't have the capacity right now to be doing as much as I did before. So, um, so about once a week, I will write a little note to my representatives um, and let them know. 
especially when things are in session, which, you know, people are not doing a lot of voting on things right now. So that's the other. Right. So, yeah. Yeah. Well, if you know their home, their home office, mm -hmm. you can still write to that. They, they yep. get that mail. Yeah. So I will, that will still be on my list. And um, you did pretty well on self-care. I think we, I think that should be our challenge every week, honestly, is, is taking care of ourselves in the midst of this. Yeah, I really just want to get back on a schedule. If I can do the same thing tomorrow that I did today. Okay, you got this. You got this. <laughs> oh, I know what mine needs to be. You know those fun um, laundry detergents that I got in the mail? Yeah. I got some more because evidently I'm, I'm on some subscription that I don't know I'm on. <laughs> so my I just got more drops. My so yeah, challenge same. is going to be to cancel that because somehow I got onto a subscription and I don't need that many. Like I'm full up. I don't need it coming. At I at least need to back it off. So I got to figure that out. Okay. Yeah, I got to figure that out. I guess that's good to know. You don't yeah. need that much. Just be careful when you sign up for some of those. <laughs> I did. I just signed up for a drop subscription. Oh, um, you did? Okay. Yeah, just because I figured it'd be easier in these circumstances. So I, I did get a subscription. So it'll be interesting to see if I need as many as I think I need. Okay, cool. Well, I just need to know, I don't know where it's coming out of. I don't know like how I signed up or what, okay, this is one of these ADD moments, right? Oh no. Like, I need to figure out how much is it and what it's coming out. I may decide to keep it, but I just don't have the knowledge to, it, like it's not obvious where it is. Does that make sense? <laughs> yeah, how did you pay for it? Did you pay for it with PayPal? Probably. You can probably cancel it that way. That's what I'm thinking. I need to get in there and check that out, so. Okay, know who you're buying from. I know. <laughs> 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 I know those Facebook ads though. I bought, I bought four flipping um, masks. So everybody in our family would have one. Yeah. I bought them four weeks ago. Mm -hmm. Nothing. Nothing. Not if you need them. some, I've got some. Well, thanks. But I mean, I, I kind of like to have the ones I paid for. Yeah. They'll get here. They're just slow right now. So. No, they're not. They got lost in the mail. The, in the, and, and now the company that I bought them from is like, oh man yeah they didn't get lost in the mail they just took the money no they are they're in new jersey i know where they oh. are oh okay all right but i can't get them out of new jersey right it's been there for three weeks oh ouch yeah so yeah i should give a well, shout out to geek space. i should give a shout out to geek space Gwinnett, my maker space they have been rocking it, making masks and making um, the the shields, the plastic shields uh, oh, for cool. healthcare They're workers. Oh, cool! They're them. Oh yeah, they have been rocking it. Like they are making hundreds. Like they are doing a great job. I've done some a, a little tiny behind the scenes work for them, but I'm not I'm not going up because of underlying issues, but. They're they're being careful. They're doing everything they need to do, but they are really doing a good job. So that was I'll put that up too. I did today was apply to be a poll worker because oh, well done. Well, I'm I'm in reasonably good health. I'm younger than most of the people who are poll workers. I hate the thought of vulnerable little old ladies sitting there. Yeah. Yep. All day long. So I was like, I can I can take that hit. All right. Okay. Very good. All right. Well, so what are we doing, my friend? I have enjoyed our conversation. I have um, enjoyed checking in with you.
what do we want to do for next week? We're doing self-care, writing our representatives. Okay. I'll commit to that. Okay. All right. I will. We, we talked so long, we didn't talk about our gardens. We should put up a few pictures of our gardens on Facebook. We should. I've got yeah. peas. Okay. They have flowers, so I think I'm actually going to have peas soon. Nice. They're doing very well this year, which is weird. I don't, I'm, I'm actually a terrible gardener, so every time something works, I'm so excited about it. So I've got lettuce and peas. I've got lettuce and microgreens, and I have some squash coming up. I have herbs. Yeah. See, you're a farmer. You know well, that. I you just know, put these in the ground. I kind of hope for the best. Oh, I kind of do too. Like, I've been on strike since I was 18 and left the farm, um, but <laughs> I, it's real. And so, you know, that whole um, quote about comparison is the thief of joy, I have to be careful because, you know, my dad's in Texas with 10 acres and is like, harvesting out the wazoo right like he's like oh i harvested tonight we're eating new potatoes and we're eating peas and um right and he's sending me pics and he actually called while we were on the phone so i'm curious to see what he harvested today but um so i have to be careful about that because i am harvesting microgreens but you know yeah yeah <laughs> that takes like a week <laughs> It's good out of sandwich. <laughs> it should be it should be warmer. It should be nicer the next time we do this. So yeah, let's let's talk more about gardens next time. All right, I look forward to it, my friend. Have a good one. Everybody out there, take good care and we look forward to checking in with you next week. Okay. Bye. Bye. Woman feels her power when her voice is being heard. A woman feels her power. This has been the Incremental Steps Podcast. Our theme music is A Woman Feels Her Power. Big thanks to Karen Drucker for letting us use it. Visit incrementalstepspodcast.com for all kinds of great information. We would love to hear from you.